amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Andrew Sahak from Life Was Peachy, and you're listening to the 4D Podcast Network. Wait, wait, a black boot, a white boot, oh, you got your belt? I'm not a racist. To the thousands in attendance and the millions listening at home, it's now time for Ring General Radio! Making their way to the mic, weighing in at just shy of a metric ton, Matty Atlantic, Stubby J., and the nickname machine himself, Sean Lowe. And we're by again. Live, not live. I miss you guys live. It's weird. This is so weird. Um, week we're number live. Yeah, we're so, someone live. We're, we're live all together. Uh, it is week two of indoor shows for the 4D Podcast Network. But it is time for the Ring General Radio. I am one of your hosts this evening. I am a uh, smarter than Stacy Winter. Uh, I am a uh, Dave Ryan co-host. I am alone in my basement. Mission, you guys. All by myself. <laughs> I am the uh, I am the bad news Brown to Matt's Brett the Hitman Hart in the uh, battle royal oh, of WrestleMania Four. Uh, you have the, uh, I don't even know where to go with that. The excellence of execution. I think you, Matt, are the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Uh, too. Uh, but you also have the uh, Tuesday Night Titan, the Pasty Paradox, and the Traveling Troubadour, as well as the 2015-2016 Battle Bowl semifinalist. You're listening to Matty Atlantic. And that, uh, that sweet, sweet, sexy man giving us the eyes on the other end of the... Uh, People the can't see us, right? The, nope. No, but I can see you. I can tell them what okay, you're doing yeah. to us. And getting us. I got my titties out. <laughs> getting us in a, in a state of mind. Well, if, if you guys are Bret Hart and Bad News Brown, I'm a combination of the two, and I'm Roddy Piper half and half. <laughs> you put them both together. Got the maestro, the microbrew, the uh, nickname machine, the one half the docking station, one half the two-man taco bar, Sean Lil. WrestleMania six, right there, man. Roddy Piper versus Bad News Brown, the half and half. Andre hiding the uh, hiding the paint thinner, so uh, Roddy's now has to walk through Toronto International Airport. Oh yeah, all half and half. <laughs> Such an awesome story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, are there any other like really awesome stories that you guys have heard uh, from around the the E times that kind of tickle your fancy when you hear them again? Well, the flight from hell is always a good one that I really like. The plane ride from hell or whatever. Coming yeah. back to the European tour. The fact that uh, I think McMahon wanted to wrestle Angle or something like that. <laughs> that they, did, they did. They almost knocked open the Was the McMahon Angle door. on a different flight? I don't know. I, I just know that Brock and Mr. Perfect. Went, Brock went at Angle, and Angle basically just took him down. I thought it was Perfect, and Perfect took him down, but I could well, be wrong. There's all kinds. I like. I always like the Haku stories. Keep keep bar fight. Keep going. I I lost my whiskey, so keep keep going. That for sure. Um, personal favorite was when we ran into Honky Tonk Man here in town, and then. <laughs> Uh, a buddy of ours was telling us a story about when he ran into Honky and he was uh, singing. Our our buddy was in a band and they were singing and Honky Tonk Man happened to be in the bar at the time and uh, our buddy didn't know it was him and he, he was like ripping on the guy's boots. Yeah, from the, from the micro. He was, he was during, in between songs of his set, he's like, hey, nice boots, man, because Honky Tonk showed up in his wrestling boots. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I told him I was at that. I was at oh, that. Okay. Uh, I was at that show because I went to. Uh, it was a show at the Hopkins. You went to the wrestling uh, beforehand. Yeah, Hopkins Armory, where awesome. Hockey Tonk was there, and I I knew that Truck, our, our buddy, was doing a show just down the road afterwards. So, might as well. I went over there, sat down, had a had a beer, and. Before he knew it, he was drinking, and uh, this honky tonk man just kind of walks in, sidles up to the bar, and he's on the side of the bar that the stage is—he's basically right in front of the stage, so it was tough to miss. And he just truck is in between songs. He's like, "Oh, this guy over here in the boots." <laughs> so and the truck, only thing honky had to say to him afterwards was something about the police. Well, yeah. So, so truck comes down. He he recognized there was a table full of uh, HRL guys that are cheering, and he comes down after in between sets. And I'm like, dude, do you know who that was? He's like, what? Just some random with weird boots on. I'm like, no, that's fucking honky tonk, man, dude. Like, are you serious? So he just he basically just excuse me, walked over and like put his arm around him, like basically apologized for calling him out on his boots. And yeah, truck said. Basically, he just like he wanted to know where the cops hung out around here because if he was drinking, he didn't want to get pulled over. Or anything, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's great. Well, and then and then seeing and then seeing a Legion Doomer or whatever at Burger King. That's the best. Whatever that was. That was the absolute best. <laughs> I felt so bad, like, I didn't. I was the big brother. I really didn't give two shits. Like, I was misinformed many a time in my youth about the world of wrestling and what happened. And, you know, you read one magazine and you see The Undertaker on top of Gravedigger and all of a sudden you just associate that it's The Undertaker and it's a Gravedigger. So why would that not be his car, like his day-to-day car? So... (laughs) Why not pass that knowledge that I just deduced myself down to my brother so he looks like an idiot in front of all of his friends as a child? Right. <clears throat> you know? That's done. Uh, you know, we, I was I was 16. Which John, John the, you, had, you had similar stories because you, you both had younger siblings. I was, I was the baby of the family, so I always 
spit dangled over me from their, you know, from their faces. I didn't, I didn't get the opportunity to taunt my siblings. Oh, I taunted mine relentlessly. <laughs> Did you and your and siblings? If wasn't taunted enough, I'd beat the hell out of them. <laughs> Did you guys wrestle? Like, like pretend wrestle? No. no. Uh, we wrestled with like our friends. Like Matt and I wrestled, and we'd wrestle with like our friends and stuff. But my brother and I, not really, because it would just turn into a fight. What were your uh, What were your <laughs> we special? Would play, we would play. We would play knee football in your basement. Play knee football. We'd play um, some kind of gladiator game that we use couch cushions with. <laughs> how do you beat the fuck out of each other with couch cushions, dude? How do you think you guys would do today in knee football? I, oh, I wouldn't be want to get up. It. No, <laughs> it would be knee pad football. <laughs> so, as you and Matt wrestled as kids, what were your what were your uh, special moves? Like, what was the what was your your go-to moves. Well, Matt pile drive me on a on the my wooden deck one time. That was nice. Did you sell? We'd always try these submission moves, and they'd never hurt. So we'd like try to contort them so they would hurt. Yeah, that's how we figured out yeah, like, like a, the, a figure four. The way they like apply the extra pressures, like no, dude, that's actually easing it up on them. Mm-hmm. Sorry, right. to, sorry. So then we twist the legs other ways. <laughs> no, this you this hurts a hell of a lot more. <laughs> I think I, yeah, we we definitely uh, definitely dabbled in the submissions, but it was I think uh, my favorite times wrestling were when we were in the pool. We were doing like oh, of course, pop, pool wrestling, power bombs, and yep. knee elbow drops from the elbow from the drops. from the side of the pool. That was always yep. the cool thing me and my buddies would try to do is we would do special, like, off-the-top-rope special moves, and then we would have to try to guess on who it was. Um, <laughs> nobody could pull off the the Jimmy Superfly snooker better than my buddy Dave Schlegel. I had a very homoerotic experience in a pool one time when I was in my young 20s. <laughs> I tried to I tried to pick up one of my buddies for an F five and he was at least two eighty and I was very skinny at the time. And I got him on my shoulders, but we were in the shallow end. I should have went a little deeper to make it a little bit lighter. And uh as soon as I went to go up, both of my calf muscles like like curled up on me. Yeah, were they like kinda of superimposed and you just fall like a ton of bricks? Well, they they like total cramp so then we spent like the next half hour to hour with him rubbing out my calf muscles while we were drinking beer <laughs> that was was that momstead yep that was uh, momstead momstead that sexy beast nothing ever I, happened I, when i when you started, did stuff with him nothing ever good came of it <laughs> when you started your story off with you had a homoerotic experience in a pool one time before you got to in your twenties, I just figured it was my bachelor party. I was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> That was a solo erotic experience. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what are you? Uh, what are you guys sipping tonight? You guys sipping anything good? I was gonna get something during our break. I just, I just ate General Tso's chicken, so I'm just trying to sip on water. <laughs> I've got a little of this 
Aha, uh-huh. have you had this yet? No, I have not. How is it? Probably shit. All right. <laughs> Probably shit. It's a it's a sparkling water, so very much in the in the realm of a buble. Um, well, it's got some weird weird flavors. This one's black cherry and coffee. What? Yeah, it actually tastes a lot like a chocolate covered cherry. No shit. Okay. Well, note yourself. I'm... Yo. What do you got? Uh, I'm. I got a little bit of the uh, tonight's. Okay. Uh, no, tonight's uh, uh, show is brought to you by Scalvin uh, Bourbon, brought to you from us from Brooklyn Park Distillery. Yum. Very much yum. And props to Scalvin. I believe they're one of the many distilleries that are <clears throat> out crafting up uh, hand sanitizer from their uh, distilleries. So I believe so as well. Uh, how are things been uh, uh, your way, Sean? We haven't talked with you in a couple of weeks. Uh, you, you holding up? You doing well over there? Yeah, I'm getting better. I still have this stupid cough. <clears throat> um, we'll see. I don't know how long my family's going to make it if we keep doing this uh, staying at home stuff. Yeah. Gonna... Yeah. It, I would do welfare checks on my, not me, but my family members. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does, does Amy work from home? She position? got sent. She got sent to work from home by the chief, the chief justice, because uh, she works now for the Hennepin County Judicial District, and the chief justice sent everybody home. So she's working from home, and she's going crazy too. And I was like, try it for like six or seven years. <laughs> it's been a week for her, and she's like, I can't do this. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's where I'm at, man. I'm uh, I'm on day four of work from home. And it's like oh, I, fucking it's it's interesting, man. I'm I'm watching movies that I haven't watched before. There's old wrestling pay per views that I'm going back and going through. That it's just like, damn, okay. Totally forgot about some of these storylines. Totally forgot about some of these wrestlers actually being in in these federations. It's been a nice little uh, nice little flashback. I've spent more time on Netflix than I care to admit. Um, <laughs> We finished Shit's Creek yeah. through season five because season six obviously is going on right now, so that's not in Netflix. But we finished through season five. God, that show is awesome. Um, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You owe us a movie review too. Now that you've seen uh, the movie, oh, that- Hot Rod. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. There were parts where I just. I mean, it's. Let's face it. We can all agree it's a dumbass movie. It is, uh-huh. and it. The best thing about it, though, is it's extremely rewatchable. Yeah, it's one of the, it's it's kind of like a Will Ferrell movie where the first time through it's like, God damn, that's stupid. But then you watch it like a second time through and you're picking stuff up. But still, the first time through, there were parts there where I couldn't stop laughing. And there were the dumbest parts, like I was saying, the part where they were just throwing Kevin into the side of the truck. And even at, even after the camera panned away from it, you could hear like him hitting the truck in the background. <laughs> I just couldn't stop laughing. Hey, did you have a did, did you have a favorite? A favorite part in that movie? A favorite character? Uh, probably Kevin. He was just so weird. <laughs> I loved him in that movie. I don't know if I've ever seen that guy in another movie, but God, like they walk in and he's watching like dogs humping each other <laughs> on the computer. He's he's like, that's something I'm working on for mom. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it's just great. Oh, I love it. Yeah, he's a he's another member of uh, Lonely Island. Oh, is that Joe? Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I I love Bill Hader, man. That guy is Bill so hilarious. He's one of my favorites Bill in there Hader's too. Funny in that one. <clears throat> Guys, got such range. I don't know if you've either of you have watched uh, Barry. Yes. Oh my but god. That movie. That show is ridiculously good. The... You got two like two really good comic uh, character actors in Bill Hader and Henry Winkler, and oh, they Henry. pull off this this drama, which has its its light moments in it, but it is it is so well done. Let's not forget Hader in Hot Rod when he's when he's tripping out. Oh my god, that part's so good. Let's, he's got the piece he, of metal stuck in his forehead. He goes into the hospital, and you can see him in the background, like trying to take on the nurse or whatever. <laughs> we uh, don't forget too. Stephen Root is in that one too, and he's the guy who played Jimmy James on news radio. He plays uh, uh, Bill Hader's handler in the show. Is so good. Which show? Yeah. In Barry. In Barry. Oh, okay. Uh, there's. Have you seen all the way through both seasons, Matt? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's phenomenal. The episode, there's, so there's a the, go ahead. The episode where it's the fight scene with the little girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, when he's in that guy's the bodybuilder's house. Yeah, it's like the best episode of the whole the whole shebang. <laughs> like, it is just insane. Such a great fight scene. Yeah, it really is. It's 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 completely. There's so many like surprising turns in that show that just work really well. So, if anybody out there doesn't have HBO, or if you do have HBO in particular, that's uh, that's one worth checking out. So, I uh, I heard a nice little fun fact. I was uh, of course since we're we're inside more, we're going through and watching some old movies and. I watch Twins, and what I like to do with movies is that after I watch the movie, I like to go back and read up on some of the trivia to, you know, <laughs> see some of the inside stuff. And one of the things that I didn't know was that at the time of the making of this movie, uh, another movie of our favorites was, was being made with Christopher Lloyd and Hulk Hogan called Suburban Commando. Uh, uh, apparently... Uh-huh. Schwarzenegger had the choice on whether he wanted to do Twins or Suburban Commando. And then whatever one that he chose, Hulk Hogan and Christopher Lloyd were going to do the other one. So if he didn't pick Twins, we would have Hulk Hogan and Christopher Lloyd in Twins. Huh. I don't... Yeah, if you're if you're Schwarzenegger, I don't think that's a, a win win choice. I think those are both pretty bad movies. I thought twins right. was great. Would have been interesting seeing Hulk Hogan in twins though. It would have been interesting to see Christopher Lloyd in the Danny DeVito role. Right. Yeah, that would have been weird because there's such an age difference there. Right? Is there though? I I mean, Christopher Lloyd's looked old for 40 years, so who knows? I'm going to look it up. He looked old in that time because he was was doing Back to the Future around that time. Right, that's what I'm saying. 
Yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Let's see. How old are you, you old so-and-so? You old bitch. Okay. I'll get all Kogan's age. All right, uh, Hulkster is. Do you guys have a guess? Yeah, I'm looking right at now. It. I'm looking at it right now. Sixty-eight. He's sixty-six. <clears throat> Christopher Lloyd was born. Excuse me, fifteen years before Hogan. Lloyd was born in nineteen thirty-eight. Jesus, he's that would have been a hard one to pull off. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> No, I definitely agree with you guys. I uh it would have been just such a weird take for the movie too. Yeah, I wanna know. Like it would have made more sense to just have Danny DeVito stay in that role. I suppose he's pretty old too. I mean there's only a three year age difference between Schwarzenegger and and DeVito. And DeVito. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, do you guys have any uh, interest in WrestleMania at all anymore? This year? Yeah. No. It's it's more of a morbid curiosity. I want to see how they present it more than anything. And I'm guessing we're going to be starting to hear leaks because they're pre-recording everything starting tomorrow, right? So mm-hmm. I don't think anything is going to be that much of a surprise. Yeah. Right. But... I still want to kind of see how they handle this kind of. I wish they situation. would have pushed it out. What? In yeah, the- we we talked about that last week, Sean. What is you, your opinion? Is they they should have pushed it out? Yeah, I would have rather they pushed it out. What do you do with all the like the storylines that they've already built towards it? Would you just yeah, push I it suppose. out? And- I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Do I, you rewrite everything? I, I don't know. We were talking about this on, on CCR this week uh, or last week where it's like, you know, right now they have more than enough content. We saw this on Raw because they replayed a, a classic match um, between, what was it, Orton, Cena, and who else? Edge? Uh, uh, right now I'm watching a triple threat between Cena, Rollins, and Brock. Yeah. Okay, that's what I meant. Royal Rumble one. Yeah, that one was so good. They have so much material right now that they could legitimately just go ahead and close house for a little bit until all of this passes through and just put on best ofs. Or is that? Do you think? And they probably should. I I think they should. I I totally think they should. I mean, if with all of this going around and the whole thing about you know we should be six feet apart, you're rolling around with somebody else on the damn ring. Uh, Dana Brooke just got mm-hmm. she's off the show now for some reason. I haven't yeah. read why yet, but I don't know, man. I just she's I have I could, quarantining. Yeah, I, I was Ray Ray. I just I I can't oh, I didn't know Ray was. Yeah. Both of those guys are uh currently being held away from everybody else. So Dana Brooke is just posting videos of workouts. Huh. That's fun. Yeah, man. I just I don't know how much interest I have in this. Uh, I'll watch like the beginnings a little bit here and there, but I don't know. It, it's got to catch me quick. Yeah, it's 
I think the whole empty arena thing can be a good thing if used on special occasions mm-hmm. as a as a kind of you know a baseline it's going to be very difficult to because i you know like we talked about last week like the entrances and the crowd reactions and all that stuff is what make wrestlemania so great and we're just mm-hmm. we don't get that this time right what, but what on I, I i can see both sides. what on earth is a boneyard match I don't know. I don't think anybody knows right now. Do you think the uh, the biker taker comes back for it? Yes, I think biker taker came back last week. I can see it. Yeah, for sure. Um, hell, man, I don't know. This is going to be interesting. AEW, a couple of names uh, dropped in last week, which was really kind of cool. Uh, we find out who the mm-hmm. exalted one is. Yeah, what are you guys' feelings on on that guy being the exalted one? I'm game. Does, like he, does he have leader to him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or is it or is it just that we've been led to believe that he's a follower of Bray for so long that No. Yes. No, I, I think he does. I think that we are used to him being in that follower role that that's our, our minds are just conditioned to that. Mine wasn't actually, I was extremely excited to see him be the exalted one. Um, and I think the reason is, is because after, Oh, I am too. I'm just saying, I think after, I think after him and, uh, uh, Brave finally split and they were the bludgeon brothers, him and Rowan were the bludgeon brothers. I felt like he kind of came into his own in that sense. Yeah, I think he did more than I. I always thought he had the most potential out of those two, out of him and Rowan. Well, Rowan was so yeah, without a doubt. Go ahead. I just yeah, he's uh, when he's been given the opportunity to actually put on a wrestling match as opposed to just a beatdown, the guy's got some skill, man. He can he can work in that wrestling ring, and I. As much as it's cool to have Rowan be from Minnesota, he's fairly one-dimensional. Like he is a brawler, um, but I think Brody. I've I've seen Brody Lee do hurricanes. Like mm-hmm. that guy is able to pull off stuff you would not expect from a guy that looks like him. But yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how this plays out. Obviously, it's all kind of with the fact in mind that. Uh, storylines are probably being written on the fly at the moment, but it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out because for the longest time, this whole dark order thing was looked at as just kind of a load of bullshit. But recently they've kind of tightened up the ship in their writing department. And I think adding an established name like Brody Lee to this um, can only benefit them moving forward. You know who doesn't like the Brody Lee thing? Jason Skull. (laughs) (laughs) I like it better than Matt Hardy. I think, uh, and I was excited for Matt Hardy being in that role, but I think letting him do his own thing instead of putting him in a faction right away is the smart way to go there. Yeah, bringing back 
you know, the deletions and what have you. Right. And I, I, yeah, and I like the fact that it's going to be part of, you know, this big blood and guts match that they're having that it, essentially, from what I heard, haven't heard, it's just a, like a war game style. Yeah. Yeah, with the top back on it again. I was just going to ask you guys, are they, mm-hmm. do you feel like the top's going to go back on? Yep. They've already said Sid, it is. As long as Sid isn't in there, I think they're probably all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, when, are they, when are they moving that to? I know that they've had to already reschedule. I'm not sure. It was supposed to be this week, but I know it's not this week. This week, the big hype is Jericho and Hardy are going to have a, like a face-to-face confrontation. Hopefully a six-foot-apart face-to-face, though. Yeah, I hope so, too. He was just buried in dirt. He's fine. He's good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Matt, you said uh, you should have got a little battle bowl for us. I do. So, I uh, <clears throat> the last... Last show we did, um, you had a battle bowl set up for for Sean and I. And the last thing he says, like, hey, why don't you uh, do a battle bowl for for next week? And I have one. Speaking of battle bowl. I have a good one. Sorry, real quick. Speaking of battle bowl, Sean, did you hear uh, last week about uh, Archie challenging me? I did not. Uh, RG That's chan- foolish, though. Yeah, he challenged me. He said that uh, he wants to take me on. Uh, we're working out a date. Uh, he said he writes five questions. I write five questions. Uh, Matt can host. You can be our run-in. Um, but I don't know if Archie's in his right mind being quarantined challenging me like this. <laughs> no. Archie shouldn't be challenging anybody. <laughs> so this is my reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it's going to be uh, uh, me versus Arch uh, coming up here in a, a battle bowl. That's fine. Yeah, once we get uh, once we get all the logistics, he actually reached out to me on Twitter, um, which is cool. Like he uh, said, he's had some some health issues uh, recently. Um, but he sounds like he's correct. Yeah, he's. Oh. I don't think he's cured himself from being blind, but uh, there's been other other issues he's been dealing with. So it sounds like he's uh, kind of on the mend from those, and he's looking for a for a new victim. And I guess right. he's calling out Stubby. So uh, let's go. Well, he's already that. he's already showing his lack in self confidence because he called out the weakest member of Ring General Radio when it comes to Battle Ball. <laughs> I touche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are we gonna ring in with the thumbs up here? Ah, like that. <laughs> so the way I have uh, constructed this one, it's not a ring in situation. I think that uh, be us being. Uh, on Skype is not conducive to that because I don't know somebody's got a faster network, slower network. We're just going to have to do a back and forth type situation. So I don't know. Do we want to? Do you want to take a quick break and come back and uh, hit up some battle bowl? Yeah, we'll take a we'll take a quick break here, and then uh, yeah, when we come back, a little battle bowl. Uh, 
couple more talking points on wrestling, probably more pop culture talk, and so much more here live, Ring General Radio. Except we're not live. Damn it!
that's not good. And I know kayfabe is not as alive as it once was, but like you tell me, you give you have an issue with Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. How do you skip over? <laughs> Granted, Mojo Raleigh wasn't up there, but how do you skip over some of the best talent you have in the company in NXT? Right. With I, I would have said like it's either all NXT or it's no NXT. You know, because I would if I was a GM or a commish, I would have bled that NXT roster dry. If you're going to have a fake real draft, it needs to be more real than it was. Yes. And that's they exactly had, what I'm saying. They had tons of time to lay this out, and they could have easily said six picks will be from NXT, but general manager William Regal is allowed to protect X amount of picks. Yeah. And then you could have him come out and say you're not taking Joe, you're not taking Nakamura, you're not taking Bailey, you're not taking Asuka. Mm-hmm. Then, boom, done. But then to have, you know, Eva Marie go in the draft and <laughs> Tits O'Neill and yet and Nakamura's still there, and it's just so strange. Um, and, you know, we're going through, yeah, Mojo Raleigh was drafted at uh, the 57th pick for SmackDown, um, but they missed some notable talent. One... Elias Sampson, the drifter. <laughs> Who's injured. So the it's, the it's, injury's got to be yeah. playing a factor. And they um, can't find the fucker. He's, uh, he's off in the train station. He's, yeah, he's drifting. He, he was a no-show in the green room. He doesn't seek <laughs> medical help. He drifts until it heals itself. He's just, got a ban- he's just got a bandana wrapped around his knee waiting for it to heal. He's, he's, he's literally like a Vietnam vet that doesn't have his home anymore. <laughs> a makeshift splint. His, what, what do hobos call that thing? It's a, a stick and bindle. Stick and bindle. Yeah, yeah. The bindle. Right, that is, that is what's I keeping was, his ankles he's got, he's, he's got a branch that he's using as a crutch. <laughs> Plus, he's got that guitar to hair you around without, a, without like a rolling case. So like his back's going to be fucked up by the time his leg heals. He can only play sitting down right now. <laughs> He's got yeah. He needs one of those chairs for musicians' friend that like you can prop your knee up on. He called. He called. Uh, he took called Dave Grohl to see if the, the uh, guitar throne is available. That's too much for him. That calls yeah. way too much for him. <laughs> he could just hang out outside the uh, warehouse that it's being stored at and sneak in. That's probably night. where he's sleeping tonight. Like, <laughs> um, there was another huge subtraction um, that we talk about a lot on this show. And if you're going to talk NXT. How do you say no way <laughs> to no way, Jose? How, how do you do it? I don't know. This guy is the happiest thing going with the most negative name. <laughs> Theme song, no way. I can see this guy already in a uh, program. I've got to say, with I've got to Strowman. What if No Way Jose shows up to the compound? And he has to fight Braun. <laughs> I've got a great merch so idea racist. from No Way Jose. Next shirt, it's the lowercase N, the capital W, and a lowercase J. N W J. No Way Jose. <laughs> Not bad. Or you have a just says Jose with the circle and cross right through it. Nice <laughs> for the No Way Jose. Or you don't make him a T-shirt at all, so it won't fucking sell. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, it has to be in a tank top version. Though. Yeah, if he showed up to the Wyatt compound, he'd be there to buy pot. He, he's going to need suspenders. <laughs> suspenders with No Way Jose on them. Yo, man, I look at the score. <laughs> we should team him in the Drifters. Yeah. They'd be perfect. I don't know where he got to be Jamaican in your head, but it's what like is two he? weeks in a row. 
<laughs> what is he then? He's an American. <laughs> no way, Jose. <laughs> He's not like. Listen to that. Americans can't roll their tongue like that unless they have some sort of defectiveness. <laughs> Do we know he's the one doing the tongue roll? He's got to be. CFO. Are, aren't you meant to believe that he's coming down a Caribbean beat? Is, Jamaica is in the Caribbean, right? Dominican. He's a Dominican-American. It's so the same thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. How could you not draft this guy? I couldn't afford him. <laughs> he was on Regal's protected like, yeah, list. Yeah, they kept offering him money, and he was like, no, no way, Jose. <laughs> they have takeovers to plan. They need him in their fold. Yeah, they, they need him for the next takeover to oh do something. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Hey, this is White Claw Jason Douglas from CultureCast Radio. You're listening to Ring General Radio featuring Maddie Atlantic, the only man sweeter than Jim Music. Here we go, three, two. Don't say one because you just don't. Yeah, right. Stop nodding your head, guys. God, stop. Damn it. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Ring General Radio, live here. Over. We're not live. I'm so used to saying live. It's It's... It's almost like the same thing with Jono, where he could not stop saying Rain General Radio Hour. <laughs> yeah, we're not live. I know we're not live. I Down in my basement, it's dark, and it's <laughs> there's no background music and all that other stuff. Welcome back. It's really dark down there. It is, uh, and I like it. You're like Blair there. Witch Project on the camera. <gasps> <laughs> oh, it's man, gonna I start seeing shit yeah. behind you, I'm... I'm closing my computer. You're on your own. <laughs> I'm going. The camera just pans down. And when it pans back up, Stubby's just staring at the corner. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. Look at that. Matt, uh, Matt, Matt turned me. are all coming to life. I'm, Matt's a big horror movie guy. And uh, you recommended Midsummer to me. Yeah. Yeah. So Ari Aster. Um, very short directing career. I believe his first uh, feature film was Hereditary, which came out, I think, two, three years ago, uh, starring Tony Collette, who is a treasure. Um, and it was just a very unsettling film. And kind of that one was, was very well received. And then Midsummer came out last year, a... Uh, a Nordic-based horror film that takes place exclusively or almost exclusively in the daytime mm-hmm. because it's their, uh, their summer solstice or whatever. And, man, again, when, when I leave a movie either thinking about things or just kind of very unsettled, I'm, I consider that a success. Like when that movie has done, has made me feel I'm a, I'm a happy camper, and and this one was another one where, um, me myself and me myself and I, um, along with uh, a friend of Sean and I's, uh, Lisa Fiedler, her and I are big horror movie fans. So we, Julie, on the other hand, not so much. 
So Lisa is my horror date, and we went and saw this movie, and both of us were just like jaw on the floor as the movie ended. It's just it's really good. And I know Stubby, you uh, hey, look at that, a Jeter. That's Jade. No Jade. Hey. Um, I got though. Uh, Midsummer has been on uh, Amazon now for about a month, month and a half, and I've been pushing Stubby on on watching this one, and he finally did over the weekends. So. Curious oh, nice. to hear your thoughts. It was funny because Elisa legitimately, she came upstairs because she, she's working on the main floor and I'm working upstairs. And she <laughs> she comes upstairs and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm watching Midsummer during the day so that way I'm not scared. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> there was multiple times where I gasped and I covered my mouth, and I was in shock and in awe, but I couldn't stop watching the damn thing. Um, and once I finished my work day and Elisa finished hers, like, I just, I had 20 minutes left, and, like, every moment that I wanted to take to watch that last 20 minutes, like, I, it was just pure anticipation. I finally got to finish it up on Sunday, and I was just, yeah, I, complete shock and awe throughout the whole thing. Yeah, so the gal that plays Paige in Fighting with My Family is the the star of this, Florence Pugh. Um, man, she had a big year last year because mm-hmm. Fighting with My Family came out like the first quarter. Uh, Midsummer was over the summer, and then she ended the year with uh, with an Oscar nominated role in uh, uh, what's the Little, Little, Little Women? Women. Yep. So uh, she, she's one to watch, man. She's really good and uh, definitely worth uh, worth watching. It's it's a I want to warn everybody. This is uh, it's a chunk of time. It's like two and a half hour long movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if you're into those kind of movies that kind of fuck with your head, um, it's it's worth your time. But there's uh, there's definitely some warning in there. <laughs> definitely a psychological thriller. Yeah. Uh, cool. Matt, you got some battle bull. Hi, Amy. They must see you back there. Hello. They said hi, Amy. Little battle bull skis. Yeah. You guys. Uh. You guys ready for a little battle bull? Let's do it. All right. I'm ready with my click in. Yay. <laughs> All right, so uh, it's going to be a back-and-forth situation again. Um, I have four different titles that have gone through different designs, and I want to uh, basically want you to list uh, off people that held that title design. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. So... Just for me. Um... I'm going to give the option of uh, choice to whoever Stubby gets this. First. Stubby, I'm holding up a one or a two. Yeah, holding up either. I could see you. A one. Oh, there it is. What do you What do you got? A one. I have a two. No, no, no. So I, Sean, I have a one. That's. I have a two. Oh, well. I imagine that. Uh, Sean... You get the choice of either going first or picking the title. 
Uh, I'll pick the title. Okay. So I have four options here. I have the Winged Eagle, the Spinner Belt. Spinner Belt. The Spinner Belt is your choice without even yep. hearing the other two? No. Okay, and then Spinner Belt. Okay, Stubby, you go first then. John Chana. There are 13. John Chana is correct. Miz. Miz is correct. Edge. Edge is correct. CM Punk. CM Punk is correct. JBL. Nope. JBL is incorrect. So Sean, you can uh, you can list off as many as you want, or as you can. Randy Orton. Correct. Uh, Triple H. Correct. Um, Batista did not. Uh, I win this round anyways, right? Jeff Harvey. It's a total, it's a total point situation, Sean. Oh, total points? Okay. Um, I'm not going to pick left. one Stubby just gave it gave to me. Let's go with the big show. That is not correct. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was on there. I was making a joke. Sorry. Oh, okay. Jeff Hardy did have it uh, along with RVD. Batista had it. Oh, he did. Uh, okay. Sheamus. Yep. Alberto Del, Mysterio, Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio and The Rock. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, The Rock beat CM Punk for it. I did it for The Rock. All right. We have four to two. Okay. So, Stubby, you pick pick the next category. Sean, you go first. So, we have the Winged Eagle. We have Butterfly Diva's title. And the uh, IC title, Pre-Current Design. So, okay. the God, that current, current design is awful. Okay. Uh, let's go uh, Let's go with the, the Diva's Winged Belt. All right. Okay. We have the Divas Wing Belt with 17 total champions. Sean, you start. Nikki Bella. Correct. Paige. Paige is correct. AJ Lee. AJ Lee is correct. Charlotte. Charlotte is correct. Michelle McCool. Shelma Cool, correct. Goodness. Um, Brie Bella. Brie Bella is correct. Oh, damn. Nice. Uh, Natalie. Natalia. Natalia. Yeah, that is correct. No, that's not. She hasn't won that thing. Um, uh, uh, Beth Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix is correct. Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon never held the t- Divas title, only the women's. I thought she took it off of Brie Bella. Okay. Sean, you are out. Stubby, you can... Uh... Run. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine remaining. Caitlin. 
Caitlin is correct. Um, Candace Michelle. Candace Michelle is incorrect. Oh, okay. Uh, the Layla. remaining. Uh, Layla is correct. Uh, we have Maurice. Eve Torres was the only three-time winner of it. Uh, Melina, Kelly Kelly, Mickey James, Alicia Fox, and Jillian Hall. I was gonna Alicia say Fox. Fox. <laughs> Truth. What you got, Sean? Uh, Sean, your uh, next title. Oh, uh, let's go with the Winged Eagle. Winged Eagle. We have 14 total options here. Stubby, you get to go first. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is correct. Bret Hart. Bret Hart is correct. Ultimate Warrior. Correct. Yokozuna. Correct. Sergeant Slaughter. That's correct. Um, Shawn Michaels. That is correct. The Undertaker. Correct. Stone Cold Steve Austin. That is also correct. Ric Flair. That is correct. Um, five remaining. Five left. Okay. Uh, let's. Kevin Nash? Diesel? Diesel is correct. Randy Savage? Savage is correct. We have three left. It's getting difficult now. Um, should be one pretty obvious one, and then two not so obvious ones. You're pretty obvious. Uh, uh, Big Show is incorrect. Yeah. W can uh, close it out. Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund is correct. He was the last one. Sid. Sid is correct. One damn. left. And I'm going to, this is a wild shot in the damn dark, but I'm going to go Andre the Giant. That is absolutely correct. Oh, no, damn. I was going to say Andre, but I thought it was too, because I thought, okay, was the Andre one where DiBiase tried to buy it from him? Yep. Was that the winged yeah. eagle? Mm-hmm. Yep. See, that was what I was going to go with, was that exact situation. I thought, no, that was earlier. Which is Damn why, it. Which is why we now have the awesomeness that is WrestleMania 4 that I'm watching right now. <laughs> yep. Damn. All right, one Good more job. category remaining. Stubby uh, ran it. I believe that means 
Uh, Sean, you picked that one. So you go first here, Sean. So yeah. this is the, uh, the pre-current design of the IC, basically from the current design back to the oval design. There were 20 people that held it. Okay. The Miz. Miz is correct. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Bryan is correct. Jericho. Chris Jericho did not hold that title. Oh, shut up. Well, this game's over. Because <laughs> I can name a ton more. I just was trying to go for an obvious one. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Not hold the uh, design. Damn. Lou Carper. Lou Carper is correct. Nine times without holding that design. <laughs> almost exclusively, almost exclusively the oval design. The oval, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh. Since Stubby's gonna win, should we just keep going back and forth? Sure. Why not? Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. That's correct. Sean. Kofi Kingston. Correct. This is a tough one, because I mean, Kevin Owens. Yeah. Kevin Owens is correct. John Chana. John Chana never won this one. Ah, what did Owens? Oh, he had the U.S. belt, didn't he? When Owens beat him. Yeah, I don't. Has Cena ever won the IC belt? I don't think he has. Hmm. I don't think he has. All right, Stubby. Um. Oh, I'm just trying to think of years of lore. Heavy metal lore. That's not my choice. Heavy metal lore. Um. Wow, this is tough. Uh, John Morrison. No. John Morrison. Correct. I believe he left just before this one came into existence. Gotcha. Sean? Um, we said Seamus, right? Uh, we have not, but he's not one of these holders. Yeah, I just so. want to know if we said him or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> Big E. Big E is correct. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, that's a really good one. Ziggy Ziglar? Ziggler is correct. Um, just oh, to clarify, it. John Cena has not won the IC belt. Damn, that's... Oh, well, Roman Reigns has. He has. So is Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder is correct. I'm sure Rollins has then. Rollins is correct. I'm done. Watch it for me. 
I'm saving the rest of my brain cells for alcohol, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shiny, got any other any other guesses? Mojo ever hold it? No, he did not. Yeah, I didn't think so. All right. Nope, so no the, more guesses. This design is often referred to by who introduced it. It's actually Cody Rhodes. Oh. was the one who uh, brought this one around. Uh, big Show. Damn it. Christian. That was the other one. Dan yeah, I already said Daniel Bryan. I thought Christian was all ovals. Damn. Uh, Wade Barrett. Bad News Barrett. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Curtis Axel. Oh, Rusev. shit. No Rusev? No. Oh, Ryback. he was U.S. title, too. Yeah. So you have Ryback, though, so... Oh, that's good. <laughs> Give more. And then Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor are the last two there. Okay. Nice. So, yeah. All said and done, I think Stubby came out on top there. Do you guys want oh, yeah. to do the tiebreaker real quick? Yeah. Sure. So, the tiebreaker is, what is the total number of hardcore title holders, oh, individuals, not Reigns, uh, combined with a total number of 24-7. I knew you are going to throw that damn 24-7 belt in there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I got my number. 31. 37. Yes. What do you say, Sean? 31. 37. Combined? The, the combined Reigns between the two? Yep. I'm low-balling. Yeah. yeah. Um... The total number is 87. 87? There were, 50, there were 52 people that held the hardcore belt and 35 that have held the uh, 24-7 belt so far. There's not 35 that have held the 24-7. Different reigns or different people? Different people. There's no been way. like 150 reigns of the 24-7 belt already. That's oh, insane. Cow. Good lord. Yeah, uh all right boys we're about to wrap up here in a, a couple of minutes uh editor's note i think next week we're going to try to put together uh an actual general's show uh just take a little editing on my side but i got shit to do so uh works out so we might have generals dropping uh wednesday mornings uh once we're done editing and getting everything all set up it might take me a little bit of time so um okay. excited. So I think we have got uh there's there's two uh ideas for three counts that we have. Um both of them actually brought to us by our friend Pedro Depakis. Um one of them being uh AEW versus WWE write the storyline. Each one of us will take a storyline instead of all of us trying to come up with three. Um or we do we want to do three count of pay-per-views that probably should not have gone on. Oh, that one's too easy. What's this AEW, WWE, like storylines between the two companies? Like if you were going to take a superstar like, from both companies and write a storyline for them, what would it be? Don't worry. So like if I took if you, I took Moxley and um, Kevin Owens. Sure. Yeah. And I had to write a storyline between them. So, but so my storyline includes that they're from separate companies. No, not necessarily. Oh, Let's just say know. we're having one nice big perfect universe. You already picked MJF though, don't you remember? 
that was just no we what I understood was we take an AEW person and we create a storyline within that company for them no I don't know enough about AEW for that <laughs> oh okay well I'm gonna have to think more I'm still gonna pick MJF cause he's freaking awesome yeah he is what did you guys think about him flicking off that kid <clears throat> I liked it. Apparently. I mean, good. Heels should be heels. That's, Kayfabe isn't dead. I, absolutely not. And with how he reacts and how he interacts, and you know, they, you've seen him on local morning shows doing weather and stuff like that. And that's my orange Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so which one are we going to do next week? What do you guys want to do? I don't care. Let's do the AEW, WWE thing. Cool. Yeah, so we'll each pick a pick a storyline to, to work with moving forward, maybe post-COVID. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Works for me. Hell yeah. And then I, I brought... No, I so brought you want to do it next week, didn't you? Yeah, we're doing that. Yeah, that's next what I'm week. saying. The storyline will be post COVID. Oh, okay. Not the gotcha. show. Gotcha, gotcha. I also had a uh, a uh, three count idea, which might be a moot based on what we know now, but uh, the three count of worst booking for a mania match. I like that. Let's do that uh, one. I like that one too. Let's do that one with Mania WrestleMania 9's excluded. Yeah, because everything yeah, on there was all, spectacular. Um, Brown, let's let's shoot for that one. Uh, worst booking for a uh, uh, WrestleMania match thing that WrestleMania is next week. Um, I think that'd be a really good three count for us. Okay. Cool. Works for me. Awesome. Uh, Ring General Radio is a 4D podcast production on air talent this evening. Is the nickname machine, Sean Lil. Sean Lil, Sean Lil, name so good you got to say it twice. Maddie, Atlantic, myself, WJ. Find us collectively at Ring underscore Generals on the tweets or individual at Maddie underscore Atlantic at Stubby Two Cents. Sean, you still off the tweets? I am for now, yep. All right. Until, um, Kim, until Kim Jong Orange is off <laughs> or out of office, then I'm off of the tweets. Good call. Um,. If you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash radio, we put some cool stuff up on there from time to time. Click the Learn More button. Find all of our shows here on the 4D Podcast Network. Uh, six days before cats can hear us again, what should they be watching or listening to until then? Uh, I watched tonight, I watched uh, Vice has this series uh, about wrestling. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, the dark side of the ring, I think, is what it is, and they posted or they had part one of the Chris Benoit story this week, and uh, holy crap, was that powerful watching that and just kind of seeing everybody's reactions. And there's a lot of there's a lot of Vicky Guerrero on there, um, a lot of Chavo, a lot of Dean Malenko, a lot of Chris Jericho, but like their uh, like the story of of it. it kind of goes through eddie's whole thing and then it touches on benoit's and i think part two is going to focus more on like the because it hadn't quite gotten to the the murder suicide yet uh because it was just part one 
But <laughs> spoiler. yeah, spoiler. Um, but damn, it's it's well worth watching, and it really does like make you think, like what these guys go through, and and how real wrestling really is outside of the outside of what you see on TV. Yeah, for sure. I've been meaning to to check that one because this is season two, right? Yep. So yeah, I've I've heard nothing but uh, good things about that from uh, from the online community. So I mean, as I've good at things as you can. Yeah. Um, my uh, my reco is is a little bit older. It's um, but it's along the same lines. But uh, Beyond the Mat is on Netflix now, and I know there's probably a lot of our listeners out there that are. Uh, from a younger generation that this might have kind of slipped through the cracks on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is super powerful. Like there's the the showdown, the match between The Rock and, and Mankind that they focus on in this. It is difficult to watch. I mean, it was hard enough to watch it when it was presented as a wrestling match. But when you're watching it from a from a different perspective, it's it like Sean said, it puts things. Uh, it, it definitely puts things in a different light. So, check that out. Uh, definitely worth watching, even if you haven't watched it in a long time. Just uh, just another one to watch. Yeah, man, I love that documentary. It's one of my favorite wrestling documentaries. Between that and Wrestling with Shadows, those are my two favorite documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and the one that hold, no holds barred. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, a good documentary. That's one of the best documentaries ever. Uh, go check out our sister shows, uh, Podcast of the Immortals, as well as Skullbuster WrestleCast. Go check out the best WrestleMania around, WrestleMania 9. Um, that's a good one. Uh, absolutely, man. Uh, how could you not enjoy Doink the Clown versus Crush? I mean, dude, come on. Um uh, you know what? Go back and watch WrestleMania six if you have a chance. It's awesome. It's from bell to bell, man. It's a great WrestleMania. Uh, Held at the Toronto Sky Dome, features the Bad News Brown versus Roddy Piper matchup we just talked about earlier. Um, and then if you can find it anywhere, watch Suburban Commando, and then picture uh, Ar- uh, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito in those roles. Then. Didn't I hear something also that um, Schwarzenegger was offered the role of Rambo? Yes. Or 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 said he was said he was offered the role of Rambo so that he didn't have to take it, and Schwarzenegger uh, uh, Stallone did. It was something along those lines. I know there was a movie where. Well, Schwarzenegger uh, wasn't the first choice for the Terminator. That was some nobody. Uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, Mark Jindrak. <laughs> uh, no. Um, by the way, I did watch the first three episodes of uh, Ruthless Aggression. Isn't it great? Pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, Schwarzenegger was uh, going through, and he was offered the role for... Uh, stop or my mom will shoot. And yeah, and he he wanted to create buzz that he was actually thinking about taking it. So then Stallone could go down and swoop up and steal it. And (laughs) Stallone had called him 
And he was like, hey, man, what's up with this movie? He goes, oh, it's the best movie. I love it. I, I, the characters are so great, and I, I think it's going to be a hit. And Stallone swooped down and stole it from him, and look what happened then. Yeah, didn't he end up doing, like, Kindergarten Cop or something instead? I think so, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, though. Yeah, yeah, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Vagina? <laughs> All right, Larry, kids, it was... Uh, Larry, vagina. It was good to see y'all. Yeah, man, uh, miss your faces. I yeah, love that time. That geode print. Did you guys talk about our... Our domination of Dumb and Dumber last week, or what? Yeah, we did. We definitely did. Damn right. Yeah, Damn. one of these days. One of these days, we'll get back to it. But everybody out there, stay safe. Uh, keep listening to us, and uh, we got plenty of hours of footage and coverage for you guys to go back and dive into. So until next week, the bell tolls for the ring generals. Good night. your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.